Welcome back to This Film Not Rated, a branch of the Music City Drive-In Podcast Network, where we try not to rate movies, or rank them. The world seems to think there's an objective truth to a movie, so, you might know this before, but we're on a quest to find that mysterious objective truth. And oh boy, is this going to be a hard one for Curtis to do today. <laughs> we try to make it through 15 questions, completely factual, only no subjective opinions. If you make it, great, there's rewards. And once we say something subjective, we kind of drop the shtick and we kind of talk more over a few simple questions about how we felt about the movie. But, you know, what is it? Today, Curtis is in the gauntlet. What are we talking about? Today, we're talking about the newly released Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the new Ryan Coogler film. So how to describe Wakanda Forever? Wakanda Forever is, um, is a, of course, the sequel to Black Panther, but it... Uh, it's basically the story of of Shuri, uh, the the sister of uh, T'Challa, going through the grieving process while also coming across uh, a underwater city and learning all lot about a new society. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this. Title of the movie is Wakanda Forever. Yeah. This is about Wakanda's ability to survive without its leaders. There we go. get into more details about it because we do talk full spoilers on this podcast Mm -hmm. uh after we go ahead and travel on into curtis's anxiety attack (laughs) yay curtis is wakanda forever a good movie or a bad movie a quick look on rotten tomatoes will show that both critically and with audience scores it's it's being perceived it's being received rather well, the with an eighty four percent critical rating and a ninety five percent audience rating. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what was the best scene in the movie? Uh what was the best scene in the movie? Uh, Good luck. I know, right? <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna... saying there's like a plethora of the best scenes in the world, but I'm saying like. This is a long movie, Nearly and there are several emotional punches, mm-hmm. and good luck. Yeah. Um, uh, well, the movie itself uh, has, has Shuri as the main character, and the scene that seems to get to the core of her, of, of her conflict with the film comes fairly early on. With the fireside talk with her mom, <laughs> I see you tried it. Uh, where she is refusing to believe that there is an ancestral plane, and she's talking about everything to the mind. So, if you feel like this scene seems to encompass the author's intent, and author's intent generally seems to be what people are saying like works well or whatever for the movie like you could have something like that mm-hmm. but you have to find some way to step towards just telling what a scene is doing and explaining why it is a benefit to the movie the scene itself is is sherry's mother uh trying to 
a year later trying to get Sherry to go through a grieving process and her basically saying that I, I don't need to do this. Kind of like pushing mm-hmm. those emotions down. And she's doing that throughout the entire film. It's the first time you really see it. After the desperate opening plea where she's trying desperately to find a way to save her brother. That scene has a lot more impact because of that opening scene. But again, I don't know if that's subjective or not. It sounds subjective to me. because Well, that is. If that's your answer, then... Yeah. Whatever. Uh, There's so much to unpack here. (laughs) Yes. It's another Marvel movie. I've seen them all in theaters. I wasn't wasn't about to miss this one. But also the trailer, when that hit, uh, felt immensely like a funeral procession uh, to uh, Chadwick Boseman. And that's essentially what we got at the very beginning of, of, of the film. This whole... Like half of this film is basically uh, honoring and and mourning the life of T'Challa, Chad, Chadwick Boseman, and the impact he's he's had on on the MCU. And like there are a whole lot of parallels that you could draw with that alone. It, it like it it almost feels through the movie like the cast and crew are grieving the loss of of a of a Chadwick Boseman through through this film alone. Yeah, sometimes. I, I agree. Sometimes it feels that that way to me. Mm-hmm. Other times, I wanted to watch it again. Yes, because of the trailer. But I also I just have so much doubt with trailers having any meaning anymore. Right. Uh, there are people who have talked about how, um, because trailers are released over like digital media and whatnot, that the ultimate look of the film is sometimes not the same as it. And then you have scenes that aren't in movies because of Final Cut. And then you have all this other stuff, but. Ultimately, this delivered what I felt like was in the trailer. Um, But that's not... I mean, I watch this because I'll watch anything Ryan Coogler does. Uh, Fruitvale Station, Creed, Black Panther, all of those movies, uh, you know, okay, CGI Rhinos aside, Mm -hmm. like, are really, really work to me. Yeah. And Black Panther was more colorful, with more striking music, Mm -hmm. with more, more than you got out of a lot of installments... Everyone else lives in New York or in America. They live in Wakanda. Mm -hmm. It's people and it's places and it's characters feel, you know, every movie feels like you have the lead, you have his friends, you have a love interest, you have a villain, you have a villain sidekick and a mentor. Yeah. In this, all of those roles are blurred in favor of just characters being what they are. Yeah. Like... The closest thing you have to a mentor would have been T'Challa, and, and you know he he he, he, does, he you, you don't even see him on on, on screen. He he dies in, in Mbaku. Mbaku. That's the thing. It's so non traditional that he's he's kind of going through his own arc. They're growing together. Yeah, he he almost seems even like a circuit father figure to uh, Shuri. Right. You, yeah. Uh, yeah, and. Namor, the villain, mm-hmm. very non-traditional way of, at least in the trend of the MCU, of dealing mm-hmm. with that conflict. Yeah. Uh, very familiar conflict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, this, like, like weirdly. But yeah, what, the the good and the bad. You're... Well, something that I did, did, did notice, especially with the Creed, is Ryan Coogler is, is really good at directing emotional de- de- delivery and, 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 and making sure that those emotions actors yeah and, and making sure that those emotions are are uh 
True. Pers- have verisimilitude. Yeah, they're 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 uh, at their uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Perceived accurately throughout the film. Uh, you see that yep. a, yeah, you see you see that a lot in Creed, especially with uh, Michael B. Jordan and his love interest, and uh, the way that he directs Rocky, and like like he he knows how to uh, write and and direct relationships exceedingly well, and you see that in Spades with Wakanda Forever. Uh, and all focusing around Shuri and, and her immediate circle, and even extending a little bit once once you get to know Nay Namor uh, a, a bit more. It's I, my, in total, my thoughts to sum them up about Wakanda Forever would be: this is still familiar territory. It's blockbuster entertainment, sure, but it is grounded in something very very real. Yes, you know the the they they connect T'Challa's death to Chadwick Boseman's by -hmm. talking about how it was something he had kept private and didn't announce to people until very near the end Mm -hmm. and keeping it vague in the MCU to pay respect to, you know, not just giving him cancer or something like that. Right. Um, There is, uh, although, you know, uh, yeah. So um, the thing about that though is this, this, tragedy happened with the one franchise that already had a an arc that was set to be explored probably in a different movie where uh-huh. spoiler alert the actress had to lie about this but then it turned out to be true so it's like what even is anymore uh-huh. sure he's black panther yeah so this is i feel like what this originally was was set to be now that T'Challa is a king, uh-huh. he has to deal with Namor. And I don't feel like Namor is that different from Killmonger or that different from Baron Zemo or that yeah, different so. from, you know, anybody. I, and I think the whole revenge is like a poison thing goes back to Spider-Man 3. So in terms of mm-hmm. the main character going dark and she went dark. The thing is, mm-hmm. Civil War, you have... Uh, government intervention that causes a dividing line between two clans Mm -hmm. and the two clans feel like the other one is the reason why they're going to have a problem. Yep. And that pits them together, pits them against one another. Mm -hmm. Um, you essentially have the same story, just trade out black Panther for Ironheart. Like Mm -hmm. from civil war, black Panther was introduced at that time. This time you have Ironheart. Right. And then you trade out Okoye becoming a Midnight Angel? Yeah. Was the name of it? I think so. Uh, For Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then chop off the old tired cliche of there was a secret villain behind the strings all along and you have an easy explanation for it. Mm-hmm. And you get Wakanda Forever, where the characters have to face their choices and you hold true to that a little bit. You get to see the parallels between Wakanda and Atlantis, but Talakon. Yeah, they, they they can't call it Atlantis for whatever reason. It it is Talakon, so, which is fine though. I actually no, think no, I like that name so better. What they did is stripped a Greek mythology background and replaced it with a Mayan Aztec, right? Um, Latin X uh, history. Uh-huh. So the character. This is a big thing that I want to talk about, so I'm going to wait a minute for you to get into it. But that's essentially okay. why the character is Latino and all this. Yeah, right, right. It's uh, it's uh, yeah, like, but I, I, 
I don't know why. I feel like like uh, like 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 you said, it, it feels a lot more grounded, a lot more real and down to earth than most most others. The first thirty minutes of this movie is 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 Shuri and and the family grieving over T'Challa's death and wondering what to do next, and it's because of of uh, Ironheart that uh, they get drawn into this conflict to begin with, and it, it's like this weird set of. Of connecting well, circumstances and storylines as to why this is all happening, and then we get Martin Freeman back, who's <laughs> barely in it. Like he he's he's almost there, kind of just to move the story along when he when when it needs to be, and and outside of that, he's just like in the background. Ah, I can see it feeling that way. I disagree. I okay. think that he's the viewpoint into the America of it all, and that's mm-hmm. the whole reason the two countries are fighting. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you don't have him. And you don't have a viewpoint character. You just have to cut to random paint by numbers villain scenes of people yeah. in government offices talking and saying, are we in motion? We're in motion. And there's like a picture in the background of like a sonar going off and then cut <laughs> to what's going on. Which, uh, and I, 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 I mean, it's pretty obvious that that, that, that Ironheart was uh, coming to uh, this one. I, I, I liked her introduction to it. It's kind of like mm. this, uh, like, like very Tony Stark in her own way. Like not the same personality, but the attitude is like okay. Well, you you say I I I can't 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 do this. Well, I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it in half the time that you said I couldn't do it in, just to fuck someone over. It really reminded me of what Tony Stark, that character did have such an arc, mm-hmm. you know, because it really makes you think of like who he is when he's not taking himself as seriously. Yeah, like the Tony Stark that's like, no, you can't have my suits. <laughs> or who's like, you know, flying around doing whatever, like to peace, haha. Mm-hmm. And she very much feels like uh, the spirit of of. I, 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 she's she's very true to her own character. I have been looking up. I've been wanting to look up more and more when I look at comic book movies what comics they're based on. Mm-hmm. And there's a specific run from a specific author that included multi-dimensional exploration with Black Panther that they used for the first Black Panther mm-hmm. and the comics that are the run of Shuri taking over as Black Panther there's some some influences okay there's also the ones that you pull that are between Black Panther and Namor but there are so many things that have to be adjusted and this has been all the way to the beginning like this is a universe where you could just paint by numbers use the comics as storyboards mm-hmm. but you have to adapt things yeah. And so every character in this movie is playing true to something from the comics mm-hmm. that feels recognizable and feels like what I know of characters, even if I don't read a lot about them, mm-hmm. like Namor, Namor, yep. when we get into that in a second. Um, but, and, and Rhea Williams is one of them, and Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of this until after the movie was over. Okay. That they let her show not her natural hair is is white and yeah massive mm-hmm. um that technically her role is storm storm from x-men is t'challa's wife oh. long term in the comics oh and oh yeah okay. and they never really would have had the chance to do that plus he's in a relationship with nakia And when they made Black Panther in 2018, that was before the merger had gone through. Right. And they're, you know, so there are these adaptations they had made. But here you have the concept of her. And I I almost wish I would not want to do disservice to the story by doing this. I don't actually think this should be a thing. Mm -hmm. But a part of me thought it would be really neat of a sort of a wink 
if Namor had introduced himself as a mutant and thought of himself as powerful and unique and kept that secret, and you found out that one of the reasons Wakanda prospers the way that it does is because she can control the weather. Yeah, I mean, they they well. As far I just, as I wouldn't actually do that, but right. I mean, as as far as Namor goes, they did they they did kind of introduce him as a mutant. They 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 described. Oh, him. they straight up did. He's yeah, called he, himself a mutant. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. He and he is one, and that's like a big okay, a big thing. The Submariner, uh-huh. and the Human Torch are the first two Marvel superheroes ever. Okay. Uh, the Fantastic Four was the first family started by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and all them. Uh-huh. But there's like a really great Alex Ross uh, graphic novel uh, called Marvels uh-huh. that is essentially his take through the eyes of, I believe, Ben Urich of the history of Marvel and some of the biggest momentous highlights around New York. Uh-huh. So you have like the World's Fair and the uh, rise of the original Human Torch. The introduction of Namor from below the sea, up through the ages to Spider-Man and the death of Gwen Stacy, on and on you have uh, with like Galactus and all these big things. Okay. And um, Namor, that actor managed to make me believe that Namor has been there the whole time and we just never saw him. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that. Just very, very isolationist, doesn't want anyone to actually... Uh, like stumble across this thing, and as soon as someone attempts to, he retaliates instantly. So, like, yep, yeah. So, like, I, I, I can understand that. Like, if, if, if anyone got close, they probably ended up dead or lost, and they, you could attribute that to the to the Bermuda Triangle and why no and why people are. It's like, like here, yeah. Here's the thing: is it's so true to how he feels in the comics, mm-hmm. and it gives me the same icky feeling that makes me not read his comics. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that they are not done. Uh, my wife pointed this out when we were watching. Mm-hmm. This is me who pointed this out. Uh, the conflict is not over. No. All we did was have this really dark, icky feeling introduction of the new Black Panther. And mm-hmm. she did go through a, like a hero's journey thing. And yeah. then like, it's like, it's like everything is open ended and it's kind yeah. of been that way. And the thing is, that's exactly how Namor feels in the comics, whether it's mm. Civil War or whatever it is, is he's like, my, me and mine are on our own. We hate you all and we're coming for you. And mm. I'm not a villain. I will save my people. Just like Spider-Man saves New York. Just mm. like anyone saves their territory. He will save his people, but he is lethal about it. And so that's why he is across a line. You right. throw in there a complication where he has the hots for Susan Storm. <laughs> and you get Namor. And that's right. how he feels. Now, I don't know the intricacies of his stuff because, again, that feeling has always kicked me off of, like, exploring him more as a comic reader. But to to have, like, him feel alive like that... Mm-hmm. This yeah. movie... I immediately came home and I watched uh, the first 20 minutes of Black Panther. Okay. Uh, for y'all at home, Black Panther on Disney Plus currently has been upgraded has been changed the it has the same opening marvel logo with just chadwick boseman Mm -hmm. for now that it was on wakanda forever right and it has the imax ratio on okay cool 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 so you get to see the picture was normally cropped they've ever since guardians of two they've been shooting these movies with cameras 
that are like 8K cameras and stuff. So they always have the ability to shoot a picture like this and then crop it down to the cinematic ratio. Okay. So they're just letting you see the whole picture only on digital. And that's irritating for whole reasons. The point is you can watch it. And what you'll see that made me feel really weird about how I thought the second movie was so different Uh is Angela Bassett shouts out to Chadwick Boseman, show him who you are before he beats M'Baku in his challenge. Mm. And he and Nakia walk the streets of Wakanda and the city and the children and the people are bustling. And maybe it's because I got attached more after the second one, but I was like, holy crap, this is exactly the city that I just saw blown to smithereens. How did I miss this? <laughs> I, I I don't remember any of that. So I don't, well, all right, that's that's interesting. But uh, and and there are so many echoes just in that first arc where you go all the way up to he goes to see his father uh-huh. in the ancestral plane and comes back. Uh-huh. You watch that and you will see like eighty thousand things that are paid off and in reflection on Shuri. Yeah. In a way that highlights the importance of her character, which is the knock on tradition. Right. Anyway, but, uh, you know, speaking about Sherry, like, I, I, I don't know, I, I really liked her character in, in this one. Uh, who she met in, in, in the ancestral plane, I thought, for her character was so, so perfect and so unexpected that, uh, and, and again, it made sense for where she was at that point in her development. It makes sense that, of course, she would want to see Kill, Kill, Killmonger, the person who is willing to do what it takes to, to, as as Michael B. Jordan said in in the film, to to get to uh, to get business done or something along those lines. Uh, that's who she needed to see at the time, uh, and uh, and just the way that they they did that ancestral plane, it was so simple, so so like. I think of the ancestral plane from from Black Panther one, and I think of of CGI uh, African plane with with the one tree, but in in and it, it's still tinted purple. But in this one, it's still tinted purple. She's coming up out of the water, kind of like a rebirth, and it's just it's just the throne room from where her mom died. Where where her mom died, and it's just the throne room with purple lighting. It's just that simple, and I loved it. And he's sitting on the throne. And he's sitting on the throne. There's, that's the thing. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to interrupt you and do a whole rant. I want to hear your thoughts on Namor too. Uh, um, I mean, Namor I thought was a pretty well, a a, a pretty well built character. Uh, I I couldn't really poke any holes in his motivations and, and his story. Everything made sense. Uh, for his backstory and what he was per- and what he was presently doing, I can understand his conflict with the surface dwellers and 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 everything going on. Uh, I, I even understood like why he was trying to reach out to Wakanda as an ally to begin with. Like I I, I don't think I really have any complaints with Namor if I'm being really honest. The patience that he had mm-hmm. to not kill Riri. Mm-hmm. And then the patience that he had, like, that they tried to show by him in the end, claiming, you know, he could see how it was beneficial to them in the future for him to yield. Mm -hmm. That patience makes so much sense for a character who's essentially slightly immortal. In the end, it's a superhero movie. Yeah. There's a villain 
the hero has to make sure that they function as a hero and they're tested on whether or not they will stay a hero. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the whole movie. Yeah. The, the, the reason that this movie is so good to me mm-hmm. is because they pack <clears throat> so much into the visuals and they wrote so carefully and tightly a story that works in and of itself mm-hmm. while laying the weight of it on what happened in the real world. Doing that it's it's so powerful when you get it right. And this movie has something like that in almost every other sequence. Right. Has something powerful like Killmonger just being there. Yeah. Was so right. The whole time I'm sitting here thinking, like, it's way too close for them to do the thing they did with Egon from Ghostbusters, right? Oh, I'm so glad they didn't do that. I, I, I would have been and so mad. Honestly, right at the end there, mm-hmm. I think, I, w- I thought what we were going to have mm-hmm. is just a hand with the original Black Panther suit mm-hmm. a sh- holder shoulder, like Angela Bassett explained. Right. And that's all it was going to be. And she was just going to, like, hold the hand for a minute. Right. But instead, what we got was a beautiful thing that Ryan Coogler is doing with these Black Panther movies that he doesn't do in his other movies and no other Marvel movie is doing. Mm -hmm. Where he just jumps back and forth between what's real in canon in the movies Mm -hmm. and what's, what's in the real world. Yeah, he did. He did this in the first movie, and he does this in the second one, where non diegetic music mm-hmm. is responded to by the people in the movie, hmm. like the the champion music, dun 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 dun, dun and then mm-hmm. everyone in the crowd goes ah at the beats in between. Right. So this happened again in the movie where they played music, mm-hmm. but it was the people from. Talakan singing. Right. And when we start going in the submarine and out of the submarine, so you can hear it's coming through the walls is like the only reason I could even hold track of that. And yeah. it comes back right then with T'Challa where he's smiling because you know, it's behind the scenes footage. Hmm. And that, that is Chadwick Bozeman that she is seeing to say goodbye to an ancestor. Yeah. And so that is both true to the movie mm-hmm. and real. Yeah. She's she's grieving the human and the character at the same time. Yeah. And like and, you said, that that's 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 why I, I I think that's why this this film does hit harder because it's so it's so intertwined with reality that it's it, like unlike any other Marvel film, which I'm, I think you've said already, but like it's 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 true enough to be stated again. And did you stay for probably one of the most important uh, po- mid credit sequences of course I in all of the movies? Of course I stayed, yeah. Uh, well, what do you think? Um, uh, I, th- I don't know what I think, if I'm being very honest. Like, I, I thought it was emotional. Uh, I, I felt was... I, I don't know that's, who... That's they- not real in the comics. That's not real in the comics, so it's based... Because so... Storm is his wife, so he does have a child. Yeah. So it it kind of felt like, hey, he's gone, but here's a little piece of him that's still here. 
I agree, mm-hmm. and I think it works just on that level. Yeah. So if Marvel doesn't want to commit to this, they have an out. Mm-hmm. But I think it was more than that. I think Marvel, they made a PR statement a little while ago around the time that Loki happened. Okay. Because the big deal with Loki is they've killed him three times and brought him back to life. Right. So with Iron Man dying, the idea is, can we bring him back? Black Widow, can we bring her back? And the answer is they want there to be real stakes. So the question has always been, do you just have the characters keep going and then have them trade over legacies like uh, like James Bond or, you know, something like that? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, by all accounts, you could do. I mean, they had to do it with Spider-Man. But then Marvel has been gradually giving you the answer over and over with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They brought back the other two characters. They're individual people. There's no chance of them being the same, you right. know? They, they have drawn a hard line in the sand and mm-hmm. said... Maybe one day you will have T'Challa as Black Panther again. Because we've introduced that there is a T'Challa that is in line to succeed the throne mm-hmm. that would take on the mantle. Right. And and you 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 like with, with Iron Man you got that a bit with Ironheart here, where it's the first time uh I think since since Endgame that I saw that that old familiar shot of, of a face surrounded by, by by darkness with the UI screen up 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 in front of it. I don't think I've seen that since since Endgame, and it was like this old familiar feeling coming back. And it was like, and it, like, yeah. They, I thought it was perfect. No, I, I thought, I, yeah, I, I liked it. Like, I, I'm not complaining about she's it. She's getting, she's getting her own series. No, no, no. I didn't think you were complaining about it. I'm okay. just bouncing off of that. Okay. okay. I, I that the um the freezing problem mm-hmm. mirrors the air problem. Yes. That was her uh, Mark II flight thing. Yeah. Um, there was this, there's this one shot in Iron Man mm-hmm. that someone accidentally caught him flying like on their phone. Yeah. When he's flying Mark II. Mm-hmm. And she points out when I've been flying, there's a whole YouTube channel dedicated to sightings of me. Right. You know? And I just, I, I don't know. I thought for a second they were going to do the whole, like he was going to, he was going to do like a John Favreau inspired suit up. <laughs> No, this, and this I'm was... okay that he didn't do that. Right. But yeah, the HUD display, like you're saying, everything, they they hit just one or two beats that told you mm-hmm. she's from MIT, he's from MIT, Spider-Man and all his friends were going to MIT. For some reason, just like every old person gets Alzheimer's in the MCU, they all go to MIT. Right. So MIT is like the, the t- tip top of the MCU. Yeah. Maybe it is in the real world. Maybe I don't yeah. know enough. But and, <laughs> like, this is, a, I, I think a, Kind of like with with uh, Black Panther, I think this is a really good introduction to a character that not a whole lot of people pe- people know about. Now they're aware, and now they can delve into that character a little bit more. Yeah, and I, they did. I don't. I honestly, I think there could have been a way. Like when we talk about our questions, like what would you cut from the movie? Mm-hmm. You could have not had her. Yeah, but a, a little a bit of me is suspicious that that um. The other scriptwriter in the room laid the groundwork of mm-hmm. Civil War. Yeah. Like, literally, what... Okay, so, if Shuri is Iron Man... Mm-hmm. What... How does Iron Man meet Peter Parker? Uh... <laughs> literally walks into his house. Yeah. And is like, you gotta come with me. Yeah. And he's like, oh, gosh, really? And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah. Takes, it takes you a know? little bit of convincing, but... 
Uh, yeah. They, 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 they almost had to kidnap uh, this, this, this one, though. And then there was a whole chasing that went after it, the car mm-hmm. chasing. But, like, yeah. I feel like it's a remix of beats from that movie. Yeah. You, you even but get a, the thing is... You, you even get a similar line at the end of, of this one from Shuri as the Black, as a Black, Black Panther, as Chadwick Boseman gave at the end of Civil War, where it's, it's, it's vengeance has, has consumed him. I will not let it consume me any longer. It's, it's, it's said a little bit differently by Shuri, but it's the same line and it's the same sentiment. And, and to be fair, I used to do this all the time with origin stories till mm-hmm. I got way too burned out on them. Mm-hmm. I think this is different from traditional vengeance. Yeah. I, I think when Shuri sh- says she wants to burn the world, mm-hmm. she's angry at things she can't control. Yes. She, and she's just an angry, angry person in that moment. You know, the person who's saying, what are those and, and memeing all over the place mm-hmm. in Black Panther 1. Yeah. Has had her whole family ripped from her. Mm-hmm. And to double down on that in the story. Yeah. I was like, like you, I, that they, they made, that was them digging in and saying, mm-hmm. okay, but this story is about loss and all that. Yes. And so that's what my, like, I would like you to talk for a little bit. Cause all I have left are closing thoughts. Well, yeah, the loss and engraving are are, are are like the main points. You you get that with Namor's story, how they were forced out of their 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 their, their lands, and and that that's and, and I think I said this before. That's the main connecting point you get with uh, Sherry and uh, Namor is 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 the loss of of uh, loved ones and 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 the grieving and wanting the world to burn through things that they can't control. Namor actively tries to take control of the situation more so than Sherry does. In a more violent way than Shuri would want to go about it, which is why you get that end scene where, uh, right before she's she's about to give that final blow to uh, Namor, uh, Angela Bassett uh, shows up in I think a vision. I think she's seeing her. I I don't know if it's in her mind or or, or if she's there. It's it, it's there's just a little bit of special effects to let you know she's an ancestor. It's it's an ancestral plane thing, right? But it, she's I, I, it, it, it's shown as she is seeing that at the same time she's about to strike down Namor, and it's what calms her down. A visual theme that, like, just talking about this, I, I, I've noticed water is constantly used as a symbol of, of, of rebirth or, or new life or a, or a new start. Like with Shuri, when, like, like, like I said before, until when, it kills her mom. Until it kills her mom. Yeah, but. Uh, Spoilers! All the spoilers. I'm yeah. sorry, but with with the Shuri when she goes to the ancestral plane, as I said before, she comes out of water when she becomes the uh, Black Panther. When Namor is the person who was born to be the new ruler of 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 these people, he's born in water, uh, and they didn't have any bubbles. No bubbles. Well done. Mm-hmm. Even in the most mm-hmm. dumbed down aspects of the movie, just the mindless like, like fighting. Mm-hmm. You're right in the sense that it is the Talokans who are turning water into something destructive and deadly. Yes. It's something that means life and resource and all that everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And they're twisting that. Yeah. And it's it's just one, like, all their bombs are water bombs. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know. Everything in this movie has some more thought put into it than is normally... Yeah. I think there. With the state of blockbusters at, at, 
as it is right now, I went into this film with not a whole lot of, of expectations. The only thing that I was excited about with it so far was the trailer. And then as soon as the movie got started, I, I slowly got kind of just sucked in. Not only did Ryan Coogler have less time, he had already written up a script fully before Chasbic Bozeman passed away and then had to write a completely new script once that incident happened. Complication on top of complications on top of tragedy on top of complications. And it's a slow burn of, of a movie, but you kind of need that slow burn to, to let all the emotions kind of like build, build up so they, they greet. So, so, so you get the, the outcome, the, the gravitas that you want to get. Hi, I'm Eric from This Film Not Rated, and I bumped something, and unfortunately the end of this episode is lost, because my audio cut out 50 minutes into an hour and five minute thing. Now, there were several topics that I would have been excited to talk about, uh, but mostly what I need you to know is that uh, this is This Film Not Rated, you can find us on Twitter at T-F-N-R-C-M-E-L, and we're a branch of the Music City Drive-In Podcast Network, so head on over to themusiccitydrivein.com. You can follow me on Twitter at 90sGamer407 and on Twitch at Merrick underscore Tainment. And again, if I ever get back into my YouTube stuff, I, I do have a handle for that one now. It's called, it's a, it's at TalkAnimeGA. And me at HighContrastFLM on Twitter. Uh, so please message us, reach out to us if you'd like to be on the podcast, if you'd like to give any criticism to the podcast, I don't know. But um. I, mean, I think I think it's fair to say that this isn't typically how podcasts should end, especially when you cut out such golden material. Of course, the one time that we end up absolute geniuses and crack the code and solve social problems that have been pondered for centuries, well, that's lost forever. So, you know, 